0: Welcome everyone to episode 5 of season 2 of the No One Really Cares podcast. Today, I'm going to be giving my opinion on the Super Bowl, the play calling, the personnel, and the results. After, I'm going to give my prediction of next year's matchup. So without further ado, here we go. There it is. He wants a response. He wants a reaction. No one really cares. No one really cares. No one really cares. No one cares. No one cares. Nobody cares. No, No. no one. No one actually cares. Nobody. None. No one. Welcome back, everyone, to the No One Really Cares podcast. My name is No One Really Cares. And I'm coming back to you guys after... Uh, a little bit frankly um i didn't really know what to talk about and i try to make these episodes valuable i want to make sure that i am not just doing it just to do it i want to i want to make podcasts for you guys that i think will matter and will mean something because it has that like passion behind it so i've been silent for a, a, a lot of reasons but I, I'm back okay and I have some I have a lot of things to say especially because the way that the football season just ended i there was it was so such a disappointing end and I just felt that I need to come back over here and talk to you guys about it for all my like five listeners but no one really cares so I mean here goes nothing I mean like looking back on my predictions, I thought it was supposed to be, I'm, I'm pretty sure, Chiefs and Packers. So I got one half of that right. Now, that would have been correct if it wasn't for a couple reasons, partly being Matt Lafleur not going for it on fourth down. Some people say Aaron Rodgers should have went for it and tried to run it in. I, I can see both arguments for why he decided to throw it or why he decided basically to not run it because he could have been completely blown up by the linebackers, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, but... Frankly, I think maybe the Packers should have been there. You can argue with me on either side. I mean, he had no help. He he didn't really do anything after you know getting three interceptions. So I digress. I I, I can't believe though that the Buccaneers came back, and I marked them as my dark horse, and then I mean here they are, and not only that, but they won the fucking Super Bowl. And as a Falc as a devote Falcons fan, I mean that's just that just crushes you. And it also makes it extra worse because, I mean, Tom Brady. I mean, we've seen, ever since I really started watching football, which I think was 2012 with the Ravens versus the uh, 49ers Super Bowl, Tom Brady has been in all but like three of them, including that. Like, it was like the Ravens, 49ers, like the Seahawks, Broncos, the Chiefs in the uh, 49ers. Yeah, and then the Broncos. Broncos and the Panthers. There's like four of them, right? He's been in all of them and he's won like all but like two of them. So, I mean, forgive me if I'm a little exhausted from seeing him in the Super Bowl and I, I would rather other teams get a chance, right? So I'm sick of it. I, I, as a Falcons fan, I don't want anyone in my division other than the Falcons to win, obviously. I don't want Tom Brady to win because I'm, I'm kind of sick of seeing it and he broke our hearts. And then, I think, I, I didn't think that they were the best team. I mean, I thought there was a lot of things that broke their way. But for that game, I mean, they, they won it fair and square. It was without dispute. So let's break it down on, on by matchup, okay? Let's start with the Buccaneers' offense versus the Chiefs' defense. I mean, honestly, like... Buccaneers' offense could really do no wrong. I mean, they ran the ball well. They threw the ball well. I can't say that they were just checking it down the whole time. I can't even say that they were chucking it the whole time. I mean, it's pretty well balanced. They had a good game plan to go up against that Chiefs defense. And and I, I've railed against the Chiefs defense in the past and saying that, you know, they're not – they're, they're frankly like a middle of the road defense but in my opinion they're 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 quite clutch so they have some playmakers with Teron Matthew and and Chris Jones I, I think though you can't not say those names when you talk about that defense but I mean for a team that is as powerful as them I frankly I think they actually have some holes which I mean they gonna need to get they're gonna need to get that figured out. And the fact that I'm saying that this team has holes and they're making it to their second straight Super Bowl is kind of shocking because I think there's a lot of there's a lot of work to be done personnel-wise in that team. But yeah, the the the, the Bucks defense, uh, Bucks offense could really do no wrong. Tom Brady was pressured the least in any, in any Super Bowl ever, I believe is the stat. He he barely got pressured. I mean, he, if you're not if you're not under pressure the whole game, then you can sit there in the pocket the whole time, and yeah, you're gonna make play after play, especially with the weapons that he has. And and on paper, and frankly, like the Buccaneers team is better. They have at least with their receivers. Honestly, their entire like offensive personnel has all made at least their receiving core all made a Pro Bowl or All Pro. QB has made multiple Pro Bowls, All Pro, and is the greatest quarterback of all time. I can I can. Uh, their offensive line is damn solid. Leonard Fournette, their, their running back core is great too. I mean, they have all the pieces needed, and they put it together at the right time. So personnel-wise, that it was it was a clear favorite for the Buccaneers offense, right? And they had a great game plan. I will say, though, I'm really mad that too many calls broke their way. And there were some pretty important calls that did break their way. What I felt, which were not fair calls. I'm talking about one, uh, a couple pass interferences. One was in the end zone. One was to get them into the red zone. And then, a, a, frankly, a, a, a ticky tack offense, uh, offsides penalty. I didn't really see how, how much offsides he was, but it's kind of stupid that that had to happen. Beat. But you should never be lined up so that you could even potentially be marked offsides. So it's really on Hartman, who I believe made the mistake. But I digress. They played a good game. I mean, they scored 31 points on them. But they were, in my opinion, supposed to score 31 points on them. I mean, that's what this game was supposed to be, like a 30-30 affair. Uh, It was supposed to be a high-scoring affair. And and for that matchup, I mean, the Buccaneers showed up. So you got to hand it to them. But if anyone's going to tell me, though, that this is all Tom Brady – it's, they're a fucking liar because it wasn't. And despite all of that, I still think that all the credit is going to go to Tom Brady and the narrative is going to be about Tom Brady when in reality it was a very balanced game, um, we what we would call complimentary football. Switching it up, let's talk about the Chiefs' offense versus the Buccaneers' defense. Same thing. I mean, Buccaneers' defense could do no wrong. They executed a really good game plan. And... Which in my opinion from the from what I saw during the game and a couple stats that I saw, they played too high the whole way, saying you're not gonna throw it deep, defending the boundary, saying you're not gonna you're not gonna check it down outside. And they got a ton of pressure with their front four, which I mean it worked. If you don't have to blitz and you're basically getting coverage sacks the entire time. I mean, what are you supposed to do on offense? That being said though. I think they had a distinct advantage. Um, but before I, before I talk about that, let's talk about the personnel. I mean, Bucks defense, in my opinion, should not have been able to beat them on paper, personnel wise. I did not think that their secondary was anything compared to the receiving core of the Ch- Kansas City Chiefs, right? Um, their linebacker crew is great and their front four isn't fantastic. So I would say that front seven deserves all the credit, but I don't know if you can really chalk it up to the, to the secondary but they in my opinion they covered up the weakness of the defense very well and that's by like making them sit deep and and relying on that front four rather that front seven playing the best that they can which is the strength of their defense right so you're masking your weakness which i think was was fantastic that's what you're supposed to do so on paper i mean they had their weaknesses kansas city chiefs couldn't exploit it because of the game plan kansas city chiefs personnel i mean Hey, this is this is the cream of the crop when they're all healthy. Cream of the crop I mean can't get any better personnel-wise. Uh, I guess besides the only person I can say personnel-wise which would be better is frankly the Buccaneers. But I mean, you had you had the two arguably like best receivers in all of football this season, and they really couldn't get it done. There was no running game. The running backs are, are decent, but there wasn't really much of a running game. And I mean, Patrick Mahomes was, was actually had a torn ligament in his toe, which is going to take him several months to recover. So personnel wise, they're, Kansas City Chiefs is fantastic. they we know who they are, but they were really banged up. And I think the fact that the, those offensive tackles being injured and Eric Fisher going out in the game of four really, really, really impacted them because they had no answer to that front four of the Buccaneers. Now I will say though, was it a smart move for them to shift all those players around because Eric Fisher went down? Time will tell. Typically, the teams that do really well in the playoffs are the ones that have not had many offensive line combinations, the ones that have stuck with it the most and have the, of course, like the, the best offensive line, right? The Chiefs' offensive line is good, but if everyone's playing basically a different position for that whole for that game, I mean, there's no chemistry. So, how are you going to go up against four really good D linemen? What are you supposed to do? So, so, so they're banged up. But Andy Reid has proven time and time again he can scheme up an offense to, to mask its weaknesses. So, unlike the Buccaneers' defense masking their weakness, the Chiefs weren't able to do with their offense. And why? The short game worked against Buffalo. They were able to dink and dunk the whole way and basically play the game where you cut where it's death by a thousand cuts. That's how they should have played. And they figured it out a couple times and it doesn't make sense because they were running the ball, getting three, four, five yards, and then they just abandoned it. They didn't really run many screens. There wasn't much quick game. I don't, I don't understand the play calling. And yeah, there was quite a few instances where people should have made catches. And I think that's the point I needed. I need to talk about now was even if you run the short game if people aren't able if your receivers are not catching the ball what choice do you have patrick mahomes was literally throwing the ball with his body parallel and it hit the guy in his face (laughs) what more do you want what more can you ask of your quarterback he's giving him opportunity after opportunity there was at least three touchdown catchable passes that could have resulted in touchdowns and they weren't done and this is of a team that has made incredible catches so to to like kind of bring this to a head people weren't making catches and the usual suspects who are usually making hunt catching for hundreds of yards weren't doing it too many first down possible first down catches dropped by kelsey Hill being a complete non-factor. And, and what, are you going to rely on Watkins and Robinson to carry you during the game or Hardman? You can't really rely on those three when you have two of the best receivers in the game. I mean, and then if, there, if you don't have any run game, there's no offense to be had. If Patrick Mahomes doesn't even have any time to really throw the ball and is getting the ball out quicker than ever before this season, how are you supposed to put anything together? So, the point I'm trying to make is, despite the weaknesses, you should have still been able to get something going. Be it quick game, be it, I don't know, maybe not changing around your personnel, running, getting those easy yards, but if you, even if you decide that that's what you're going to do and people are not making the catches, you're fucked. There's nothing else. So, as much as I hate to say it, the Buccaneers won that game. It sucks because for a variety of reasons. I mean, I don't want anyone in, in the division to get a ring. So, I mean, it is what it is. But at the end of the day, you got to hand it to them. I and mean, the Chiefs should have should have played better. They did not show up. And they picked the worst time to play their worst football. You don't want to see that ever. So, yeah, I had to get that off my chest. Next season, I think they'll be back. I think they're going to make another deep playoff push. But, I mean, it's going to come back to the same things that we talked about. If you don't have those answers, then you will not win. You'll get far, but you won't be able to win. And this team wants to win. And I expect them to win. I want to see them win. But they need to figure out what to do. So my opinion, next season, the Chiefs, they need to get – couple better players in the secondary maybe like an actual shutdown corner better they need better linebacker play and i think they need another they need another lineman other than chris jones to get it done i mean frank clark is good but i think another decent player on that line can really make a difference so someone needs to step up on offense Hey, they need a better running game. Okay, either they need to they need to do better in the trenches, or they need to get some more depth at running back to take it off of it just being the Clyde Edwards-Helaire show. I actually also think they need another receiver, a true number two. Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey are fantastic, but when your entire offense is just them two, it's going to be easy for them to actually. For other teams to just lock them up and say, you need to throw it to these other guys if you're going to beat us. So I think they need a solid veteran, great number two receiver to actually get the job done. And I think they might need a little bit more offensive line depth. They could get those in the later rounds or maybe pick up a couple free agents here or there to to really solidify their position and make sure that this what happens with their offensive line doesn't happen again. Then the Buccaneers, I mean, hey, personnel-wise, they are golden. I think there's very few things that they need for to to help them, and I think they, which is what you want when you're when you just won a Super Bowl. You only want a couple more things just to keep just to keep it going. But personnel-wise, I don't think they really need anyone besides maybe another person in the secondary who can really lock someone down. But I mean, personnel-wise, I think they're one of the best in the league, and I I hate to say it, but I I gotta hand it to them. So quickly before I wrap this up. People who I think are gonna be back next year. I mean, before even the draft and everything, I give it, I think Chiefs are gonna be in the AFC Championship again. I think the Bills are gonna be in the AFC Championship again. Lord knows I'm gonna to listen to this podcast next year and, and and hear my opinion and be like, what the hell was I thinking? But yeah, I still think it's gonna be Chiefs versus Bills, but be careful, because I think one of those teams that we aren't really not talking about this offseason is gonna come back next year and and be a complete x-factor so look out for another afc dark horse that's gonna that's gonna really take the league by storm on the nfc i mean we can't count the buccaneers out anymore and i think they're going to be the team to beat in addition to the packers so i mean it's those two i I think those two are going to make another deep playoff push but um my pick for the next dark horse to come out uh that's tough because there's there's so much there's so many people that can really make it. But if I really had to if I really had to pick a team from the NFC to be a dark horse, hmm. So that took that took a second. I actually had to pause there and try and figure it out. I'm I have a three way tie for the dark horse. And guess what? They're all in the NFC West. I'm gonna go with it's gonna be one of these three teams: the Seahawks, the Rams or the cardinals and if if i were to come back here next year and someone told me that yeah it actually ended up being the 49ers i'd be like damn it but i mean hey i think that's probably the best division or is going to be the best division in the league so yeah it's going to be one of those teams but i hope that's not a cop-out but hey no one really cares well everyone thanks for listening i spent a lot of time thinking about that game and it was really great to put my opinion out there so hope you guys liked it oh who am i kidding No one really cares.